4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
5: everything.
1: They say, if you love something, to set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. Here at LifeLock, we have to say,
0: what a load of bull
1: hockey. All those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try and set it free? That's crazy talk. The truth is, it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. But with LifeLock by Norton, it's easy to help protect yourself. We help monitor your info and alert you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, a dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at lifelock.com aware. That's lifelock.com slash aware for 25% off. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here.
3: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service
0: and the Ad Council.
1: Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
6: Radio. Well, you just heard the golden voice of the man from above at Fox Sports Radio. It's that time of week again. And we've got an epic show for you tonight. You know, a wise man once said, Man's mind stretched to a new dimension, never returns to its original state. And that's our goal tonight, to provoke to provoke thought and to make you think. And along the way, well, we're going to overstate our self-importance while delivering viable content to a grateful nation. And on that note, Welcome back to another award winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend adaptation. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Tonight, Steve Fezzik joins us in studio for the full hour as we collectively stretch your minds, but not your body. So, you know, don't worry about pulling a hamstring or anything. And. Later on, after Brian Finley's epic update, Sleepy will weigh in on another best bet. And, of course, we close down the show with Mackinon Sports with a three-way roundtable tonight. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. Well, you've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Chanhassen, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. Fez, we are in the home stretch of the NFL. Hard to believe Thursday is Thanksgiving. And what's been an interesting, I think, pattern of the season so far this year is one week a team looks great, that same team the following week not so great. And so the question now becomes, as we enter week 11, who do you trust and who can you trust or who do you not trust And I'm going to start with five teams I've earmarked because they've all had their ups and downs. But interestingly enough, you can't place your bets based on what happened before. You've got to take the data that you've acquired and look ahead. That's why they call this prognostication.
7: (laughs) It's a lot easier if we could just look at the newspaper first. Absolutely. But um, that's the thing. You don't want to boomerang too much um, and say, oh, you know, this is, this is team's going in this direction now, and I want to bet on them because teams do shift gears.
6: I want to start with, or maybe get a hold of Biff Tannen. Uh, there's your Back to the Future reference. Uh, I want to start with the Saints because, obviously, before Breeze got hurt, they were checking all the boxes, and they'd even beaten Tampa Bay twice, even though Tampa Bay was still mathematically very much alive to win uh, the NFC South. But, look, the bottom line is, you know, it's deja vu all over again, Yogi. Last year, Breeze goes down in September. Teddy Bridgewater comes in and he goes five and oh, and you can make a case that because of Bridgewater's great performance, the Saints made the playoffs. Well, there's a symmetry, there's a circle of life in the NFL sometimes that I get the biggest kick out of. And now enter Jameis Winston who bet on himself, took a million-dollar contract to get rich or die trying. And he might not even start tomorrow. Now, I don't know if it's official that Taysom Hill's going to start. But irrespective of it, once I found out Breeze wasn't going to, I will tell you I got on Atlanta. But we'll save that for later because from here on out, there are seven games left. Who do you trust? Do you trust the Saints?
7: I do not. I have a very short list in terms of teams I trust. You know, if you missed the press conference, it was epic where Sean Payton was talking about his quarterbacks and one of the reporters informed him that Taysom Hill was going to be starting And Sean Payton says, we haven't named a starter. What are you talking about? (laughs) And the reporter let him know, well, ESPN has named the starter, I believe, or one of the the media outlets is reporting Taysom Hill is going to start. And all reports say he got all the uh, practice snaps. So I'd be shocked if it was not Taysom Hill. But um, bottom line, I don't know if I trust the Saints with – uh, Drew Brees, I know I don't trust them if, if he's not starting. I will say this. You bring up a great point. The fact they go 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill in my quarterback rankings is right about where Teddy Bridgewater was. Not where he is because I've I've upgraded Bridgewater. But where he was, the, it's a comparable move, basically a below-average competent starting quarterback. That's where I have Taysom Hill rated.
6: So I'm hearing Brees had 11 fractured ribs. Seriously. So I don't think you're going to see him back for at least a month, and that could make or break the fortunes of the Saints, and I do not trust Winston, and it's inevitable he's going to get snaps. How do you throw for 5,000 yards one year and your team cuts you loose the next year? That's never happened until Jason uh, Jameis Winston came along. In his career, he's played 72 games in the NFL, 88 interceptions, and everybody hears about the 30 interceptions he threw last year. But if you unpack it, it's worse than that. Six of them were pick sixes. Six were on the first possession of the game. Six were in the fourth quarter when his team had a lead. He killed He killed the Buccaneers last year. And by the way, of the 37 turnovers that Jameis Winston put his signature on, the average field position that the opponent got the ball was... The Tampa's own 37, which not only put their defense in in a real precarious position, but created a lot of stress. So, on a go-forward basis for the next month, six weeks, whatever, I do not trust the Saints.
7: Yeah, and one thing about Jameis Winston last year is he was extremely consistent in his inconsistency. You could count on him to throw those interceptions, obviously culminating on the last pass of the season, the pick six losing in overtime against the Atlanta Falcons. But one thing that was interesting, when he came in against the 49ers, he kind of seemed resigned to his fate, like, wow, I can't be me anymore. I can't be a gunslinger because I've got this reputation. And he was so conservative, didn't turn the ball over, but didn't throw the ball downfield, basically saying, ah, we should win if I don't mess this up. And that's not the attitude I want in a quarterback to be effective.
6: And attitude is important. You know, one last thing and we'll move on because I got some other teams I want to get to. But when Teddy Bridgewater, who I've always been a huge fan of took over last year, they were in Seattle in September where Pete Carroll had never lost at home in September to anybody. The Seahawks in the Pete Carroll era. Bridgewater got the team together and says, guys, I'm not Drew Brees, but if you just get behind me, I won't let you down. And he didn't. They went 5-0, and obviously the Saints made it to the playoffs. Teddy uh, Teddy did his job. All right, let's move on to the Colts because there were some real question marks when Phillip Rivers joined the team, but I think they've proven, first of all, they're not only formidable, they've got the best offensive line in football. They've got a top-three defense, in my view. Now, tomorrow will be almost a de facto playoff game. Obviously, it's not. But on a go-forward basis, when you look over the next six weeks, do you trust the Colts?
7: I do not. I trust Darius Leonard. He's been great at middle linebacker. And in fact, when Leonard hasn't played, it's only been two games. The Colts' defense hasn't been very good. They've given up 30 points on average in those two games. Those were against the contingency from the state of Ohio. So the Bengals and the Browns, not exactly world beaters on offense, but they both did very well without Darius Leonard. But as long as he's been in the lineup, he's absolutely been a rock in that defense. So good. Think about the Bears game. Bears got three points for 59 minutes. However, I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I don't like what I see there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton looks like he's done in terms of being any kind of threat. So um, playmakers – Running back's not very good. Um, three-headed monster right now. Their rookie running back is, has regressed. So I don't trust the Colts' offense.
6: Well, it'll be interesting uh, because tomorrow will be a referendum then. Uh, they're almost it's basically a pick em at home. They're laying one. And that means, what, Green Bay would be a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite on a neutral and maybe almost a touchdown favorite at home. But be that as it may, uh, I take you at your word. I don't know. I like the Colts. Uh, I actually like them a lot tomorrow. They've very much bullied not Tom – Try that again in English. They very much have bullied non-top-10 defenses, of which Green Bay is a non-top-10 defense. In those games, Colts averaging almost 31 points a game and six yards of play. But let's move on because I had the Vikings Monday night, and I was very happy to have the Vikings Monday night. Three straight division wins now. Tip your cap. The Packers, Lions, and Bears scoring 81 points. As someone once said, you like that, right? You like that. Who says Kirk Cousins can't win on Monday night? Look (laughs) at Captain Kirk. 1-0. Documented. And part of it, Fez, is they've been riding Dalvin Cook like a rented mule, which is taking pressure off of Kirk Cousins. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you trust the Vikings?
7: I trust Dalvin Cook. I don't trust the Vikings' defense. And I know they had so many of those draft picks are starting to gel a little bit and they're improving. But I can make the case that they caught some breaks here the last three games. Very impressive. But when they held Green Bay to 22 points, 25 mile an hour win. So that certainly helped the defense. And Dalvin Cook helped the defense running so effectively. There were very few drives for the Packers in that game. And then when they played the Detroit Lions, well, uh Lions didn't have their best wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. And just last week, um Chicago was just decimated on the O-line. So I like what the Vikings are doing on offense. I do think the defense might be a little bit of a mirage.
6: They're laying a touchdown tomorrow. We're going to get back to that game a little, bit, a little bit later. The Ravens. Now, I find them very fascinating in the sense they're becoming polarizing, You know, not the least of which is the fact that their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, he's regressed, Fez. Last year his QBR was first. Now he's 18th. Last year, Lamar Jackson threw 36 touchdown passes against six interceptions. This year, just 14-5. and And he rushed for almost 81 yards a game last year. This year, just 58. They rely a lot on Lamar Jackson. What's interesting is we'll find out tomorrow if they're worthy of laying almost a touchdown against the Titans in what is a rematch from the 2019 playoff game in which the Ravens lost outright to Tennessee 28-12. to
7: Do yeah, you trust the Ravens? I don't, and the reason I don't trust that is – Defensive injuries, D-line injuries, and that O-line is not nearly as good this year. So remember what Yonda retired, so they lost a lineman to start the year. And then Stanley, their best lineman, went down to injury. So they're already down two. Their best blocking tight end, Nick Boyle, he's injured, he's not there, and they have another lineman injured. So with all those injuries, oftentimes you really need a creative quarterback to be able to overcome the, You know these, these problems, and you can't just— keep doing what you're doing and having success so I don't trust Baltimore's offense right all
6: right last team that I want to talk about trusting and McKenzie will have my back on this because I said they would win a minimum of 10 games that's
1: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
8: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
6: 1-800-GAMBLER. Games this year. He's right. They've they won six games. Yeah. Matter of fact, they won them by Halloween. <laughs> They've won seven, and if they win tomorrow, that'll be eight. Look, Tom Brady, uh, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but it's not just Brady. Here's why I'm going to ask you if you trust the Bucs, because it turns out their defense is pretty good. Rushing yards per game allowed, they're only allowing 76 per game. That's good enough for first. Takeaways, 17 so far this year. They're tied for first, and they do pressure quarterbacks. The Bucs have gotten 32 sacks this year. That's good for second. That's complimentary football. Do you trust the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
7: I think I have to say yes, because the Bucs are my number one rated team in the NFC. And I was a skeptic. I was like, oh, this Antonio Brown... I don't think it's good for chemistry, et cetera. And I predicted little Scotty Miller was going to have more success going forward than A.B. Well, last game, Scotty Miller got four yards, and A.B. caught seven for 69. So there's a Fezzik prognostication that you can go ahead and throw in the toilet immediately.
6: (laughs) I accept your apology. But you guys have been bashing Brady since Moby Dick was a minnow. But we're going to get to that. Coming up, we're going to handicap and give our thoughts and have a two-way repartee. Uh, on every game on the board, and so uh, Steve Fezzik in studio tonight uh, for the full hour. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight
9: out of Vegas. The great Bernie Fratto, folks. This
0: podcast is brought to you by AT&T Fiber. Okay, what do you call an AT&T wireless customer who also has redonkulously fast internet? Someone who prefers to burn through an entire season of their favorite show in one sitting. Someone who's quick. (laughs) Quick to suggest a video group chat while streaming a movie in 8K in the background like it's no big deal just because she can. Someone who feigns sympathy to stories of slow internet woes. Well, they're gagillionaires. Those who have AT&T Fiber with Hypergig Speeds. You see, gagillionaires coast through life in the internet's fast lane because they're powered by the confidence that their fast internet has their back. As an existing AT&T wireless customer, you can get an exclusive offer on the internet that upgrades everything. So start living like a gagillionaire. Get AT&T Fiber, now with Hypergig Speeds. Learn more at att.com/fiberoffer. slash Limited availability in select areas. AK streaming requires compatible device. Restrictions apply.
1: NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action and the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit nfl.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's nfl.com slash tickets.
6: We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio. Steve Fezzik in for the full hour tonight, and we've got a heavy slate tomorrow. So without further ado, Fezz, let's dive right in. Let's head to Cleveland. Currently, the Browns laying two and a half. The total forty-seven and a half. Philly really laid an egg last week in New York, and I know because I was on Philly. And I know a lot of people bouncing back on them. However, I'm not involved in this game.
7: Yeah, I'm not involved with Philly only getting two and a half. If Philly was still getting three, absolutely, I would jump on it. How valuable are these key numbers? On the way to the show today, I diverted to the South Point because on their parlay card, the Eagles are plus three and a half, and the odds are a little bit worse in terms of the payouts, but I threw in some three-teamers just to get plus three and a half on the Eagles, which would absolutely be a a buy, and I'll fly with the Eagles. No way at two and a half. The reason I like the Eagles at three or more is simply Cleveland is overrated. They were in the mother of all good spots. I know Chubb wasn't supposed to step out of bounds, but the bottom line, to just be up only three points... When they got a dome team from the south in the elements, it was nasty. Wind was blowing 35 miles an hour. Same their previous game. And for them to not be able to get separation for 59 and a half minutes with that running game and Houston not having one and Houston not having David Johnson, that's... um, troubling for the Cleveland Browns in terms of going forward.
6: Very troubling. And speaking and getting the best of the number, you could have had Cleveland minus three. Most of us got three and a half, four. And what made me mad is they led 10-0, had the ball at midfield at the 50 with fourth and four, the risk reward, punt them deep. They Houston was not going to get two scores. They botched it. Houston had half a field. Next thing you know, it's 10-7. All right, let's head down to the Big Easy. We just got done talking about the Saints currently laying four now against the visiting Atlanta Falcons. I still think you're going to see Jameis tomorrow, and we all know how I feel about Jameis. Jameis kind of reminds me of that 16-year-old nephew who said, "Uncle, can I take your car to the wash? I'll vacuum it out. I'll fill your tank. Yeah, why not? Thanks." He brings the car back, and you say, "Wow, nice job." You take a look around. Sure enough, there's a dent in the door. How'd that happen? That's Jameis. He'll leave you a dent in
7: the door and a dent in your wallet. Just like Ferris Bueller's day off when you oh, know, don't leave the keys with, with, with Jameis. You know, a, a side bet. I'll bet you Jameis Winston does not attempt two, two passes tomorrow. I don't think he's going to see Well, I'm any. not, not going to get involved in a silly
6: mm-hmm. bit like that. I just think you'll see him at some point in the
7: game. All right. Fair enough. And as far as my downgrades, Drew Brees to Jameis Winston, I had it as a three-point downgrade. I had it as a four-point downgrade to Taysom Hill. Okay, now, the Saints, they're a very well-run organization, so they know something about Jameis Winston that I don't. Clearly, he's not picking up on the system well enough for them to go to Taysom Hill. The bottom line is with that downgrade, I had I, the Saints barely better than Atlanta, have to take Atlanta catching four points. Here.
6: Love it. It's my second best bet. I actually got it at five earlier in the week, like Tuesday. All right. Detroit visits Carolina. The game's been off the board for a while, but let's assume that before it went off the board, it's back at Carolina minus two. I think Matt Rule's done a great job this year.
7: Yeah, one place, one place has it up right now. Carolina is plus two right now. And Excuse I, me, I that back. I'm sorry, you're and, right. And I think what's going on here? Why is that move four and a half points? Essentially, I think it's it's. Um, A very unlikely Bridgewater's going to play. So who are his backups? Will Greer, he's terrible from West Virginia. And P.J. Walker, who has been terrible. By the way, both these guys in the NFL have QBRs of two and three. 54 is average, so uh, no success there. But P.J. Walker was the XFL. He was going to be the MVP for, I think it's the Houston Roughnecks, so he played out of his mind. And he was the Temple quarterback back when Matt Rule was the coach at Temple, so obviously the coach believes in him. Having the line flipped as much, if P.J. Walker is starting then I'll take a, a fly with Carolina catching points. And here's
6: another team that's a dome team going on the road, grass, not sure what the weather is, not sure it's going to matter. I would never in my life or 10 lifetimes take the Lions and lay points on the road, but that's just me. All right, Houston. Houston, um, I, they died a while back. They didn't have time to lay down yet. They're hosting New England, and they're also catching two at home. And New England, I, I think it could be safe to say, Yeah, you can say it's the same weather for both teams, but when that monsoon came in, it could only favor New England and. It obviously neutralized Lamar Jackson's speed.
7: You know, it's a great point because even after the game, they Cam was interviewed and said, oh yeah, very matter-of-factly, we, you know, we always practice with wet balls. You know, we, we plan for these contingencies. So yeah, the Patriots plan for those contingencies, but Cam's been really good, and from all reports, you know, he's like the first guy into the facility and has yeah. absolutely been um, really become, you know, a, a fan of the Patriot way, so that's fantastic. And Baltimore, they look like they've never ever seen a wet ball before, like not one but two snaps going past their uh, receiving player Um, and that was a big part of why Baltimore never even threatened to win that game in the monsoon in the second half, but now Houston you can make the case, hey they had to play in the horrible elements against Cleveland. That was really adverse to them. So they should be underrated. So I should look to bet on Houston, and I should look to fade the Patriots, who should be overrated based on the elements advantage. I can't do it. I can't bet against Belichick. I'm going to pass.
6: I'm not. I'm not betting that game either. But a game I am betting, and I like it. Uh, I do like Jacksonville at home tomorrow, catching ten and a half against Pittsburgh. I, I really, fast. I think it's a classic. Sandwich spot for the Steelers who always seem to play down to their competition. Remember a couple of weeks back when they went into Dallas? It was your best bet of the week. The Cowboys catching 14 at home. They made that a game, almost stole it outright. It was a sandwich game. They'd played Baltimore the week before, division game, and we're heading to Cincinnati the following week. We've got the reverse of that now. Pittsburgh played Cincinnati last week. They come, they go on the road to Jacksonville to lay in a boatload, and they got Baltimore Thursday, Thanksgiving. I think it's too many points.
7: I think it's a great point that in terms of the divisional sandwich can cincinnati really be the bread in the sandwich though
6: it's a divisional game shouldn't this cincinnati is the
7: national football league shouldn't cincinnati be the middle of the sandwich though that shouldn't that be well, the letdown game
6: in theory but in the national football league they take it a little bit more serious than you think
7: yeah it's a great point and also the bengal's have bad blood with pittsburgh and with cheap shots over the years so that's that really is i think valid i'll i tell you this pittsburgh's my number 2 team Jacksonville is my number 31 team. So I get second best against second worst team, and home field is hardly worth anything this year, given that 10 points isn't enough to make me want to take the underdog. All
6: right, interesting. All right, let's head to Indianapolis, the game we talked a little bit about earlier. Uh, I guess currently Indy's one and a half It opened, They were catching two and a half. That's a big move. The Packers 4-1 and one on the road this year. Now that matters because in the National Football League, if you're going to have success, you got to win on the road. They're averaging 32 points a game. That's number one in the NFL. And Green Bay also has something else going for them, Fez. They're number one in the league in time of possession. Here's what's interesting. I think Indy is the spot here because they feast against non-top-10 defenses. They got the best offensive line in football. And if Darius Leonard plays, their defense is as good as anybody. I like the Colts here.
7: Yeah, I I lean to the Packers. I I think the Packers had what, I perceived it to be a really easy schedule. And then I look back on it, you know, some of those games are looking more impressive. When they lost to the Vikings, it's like, wow, they lose to the Vikings. Well, the Vikings are playing really good ball. Uh, the wins against New Orleans, the the win against Atlanta, both of those are looking better with those teams playing better ball. So overall, you bring up excellent points, but strength of schedule is going to put me on Green Bay because India's had such an easy strength of schedule.
6: All right, let's head to the nation's capital where Ron Rivera is my coach of the year and Alex Smith is my comeback player of the year. They're laying two against the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals. Thoughts?
7: So initially, I was going to land on Washington, and I saw Washington had won the yardage, not one, not two, but four games in a row. And then I looked back at those games and it's like, well, two of them were against the Giants. One, no offense, Bernie, against your Lions, and one against the Dallas Cowboys. So it's not like they're going up against world beaters, winning the stats. Of course, you can make the case they get a comparable team, another down team in Cincinnati. This is a gut feel. My gut feel is that Cincinnati wins this game. All right. I'll tell you what, Fez, let's do this.
6: We've got Dallas, Minnesota, Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Miami, Denver, Jets, Chargers. And we've also got Sleepy's best bet in there. And we're going to have a little thing later about the three Thanksgiving games coming up. It's hard to believe it's that time of the year. Coming up Thursday. But first... Well, let's go to the man, well, you know, among his many talents... In the unlikely event of a water landing, his update becomes a flotation device. It's Brian Finley with the latest.
4: Thank you so much, Bernie. And by the way, we still have some college football going on right now. We had Sunday college football last weekend with UCLA taking on Cal. Well, in most of our time zones in the continental U.S., Hawaii and Boise State are still playing. And the Rainbow Warriors just scored a touchdown. They are going for two here. They trail Boise State 40-30 to 30 with under five minutes to go as we on the West Coast have just watched them take in that two point conversion. So what is a single possession game? College football still going on in these late hours. Some finals for you from the evening. 20th ranked USC improves to 3-0 after engulfing Utah 33-17, shutting out the Utes in the second half. Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines, they need three overtimes and sweat out a win over Rutgers 48-42. Number. 23 Auburn heartaches Tennessee 30 to 17 Vols head coach Jeremy Pruitt who's lost five in a row was asked after the game what he'd tell fans who doubt the way the program is progressing he shouted quote that ain't my job guys my job is to coach close quote 13th-ranked Georgia close-lining Mississippi State 31-24. JT Daniels over 400 yards in the air and four score. State head coach Mike Leach barking afterwards, quote, this is by a significant margin the best game we have played all year close quote. 18th ranked Oklahoma Soiling number 14 Oklahoma State 41-13 Spencer Rattler slinging four touchdowns NC State nibbling on number 21 Liberty 15-14 ending the Flames 8 game winning streak. First ranked Alabama running up the score on Kentucky 63-3. Mark Stoops suffers his most lopsided loss as the Wildcats head coach. And finally, the Clippers have a reported two-year, $19 million deal in place with big man Serge Ibaka. Ibaka has a player option for that second season. Back to the man, well, nobody crunches numbers, hits winners, and flaunts flannel. Better than our guy, Bernie Frado as he frolics on the Vegas Strip. Back to Bernie Frado in the Fox Sports Studios.
6: More peppy alliteration from <laughs> Brian the Silver Tongue Devil. Finley. All right, Faz, before we dive back into this slate and get to Tennessee, Baltimore, Dallas, Minnesota, etc., Sleepy weighs in with another best bet. You know, the first words ever uttered in the telephone were, Watson, I need you. And that
9: might play into Sleepy's best bet. Let's give it a listen. All right, Bernie, NFL best bet time. But before I go to get into that, let me go ahead and wish you, Mackenzie Rivers, and all the guys over there at Fox Sports Radio a happy Thanksgiving this upcoming week, my NFL week 11 best bet. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Deshaun Watson over 25 and half rushing yards. Now, Watson, he's gone over this total in four straight games. But the last three games, Watson, he's actually increased his rushing attempts by around 50% from his normal season average. And I suspect it's got to be because of the Texans' running back woes. Injuries simply have just hurt this Texans' backfield. David Johnson once again out. And that leaves the running back duties up to Duke Johnson. And that simply isn't enough for the Texans to move the ball on the ground against this Patriots' defense. The Texans, they're now implementing Watson into the rushing attack. I would say about half of Watson's rushes are scripted and half are not. Watson, he's rushed the ball in the last three games 25 times. He hasn't rushed for less than 36 yards in the last three games. And we know that Patriots secondary, it plays rather well. So I expect the Patriots secondary to either force Watson to go ahead and throw the ball in the coverage or to go ahead and tuck it and run. I can see Watson probably tucking the ball here when needed and running when scripted. Quite simply, if the Texans want to beat this Patriots team, Deshaun Watson's legs have to be part of that equation. Patriots rush defense 26th in the league. Not very good. I don't believe the sports books right now are accounting for the uptick in rushes from Watson or his current yards per game. Therefore, that creates value within this prop bet. You add it all up, Bernie, my week 11 NFL best bet. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Deshaun Watson over 25 and a half rushing yards.
7: All right, there you have it. He could get half of that in one play. So, Very strong handicap. Things have fundamentally changed with the David Johnson Um, injury, and that's why the season-long stats don't work in terms of Watson loved the play.
6: Very true. Speaking of another running quarterback, Baltimore hosts Tennessee. Fez wasn't that long ago these two hooked up in the playoffs, and Tennessee got the better of the Ravens, 28-12, and frankly, the numbers show Lamar Jackson has regressed since last year in almost every stat.
7: So Baltimore's offense won't be as good with all of their O-line injuries and their tight end injury. And bottom line is Derrick Henry ran all over these guys in the playoffs, like you mentioned last year. And now two of the linemen on the defensive side are missing for Baltimore, I like Tennessee.
6: Minnesota hosts Dallas. They're laying seven currently. Give the Vikings a lot of credit coming off three straight divisional wins. But in, in, in light of that, Fez, do the Vikings have a bit of a letdown tomorrow? And they're laying a heavy number, frankly, seven points against Dallas, who gets Andy Dalton back.
7: Initially, I was looking to do that, and I was looking to fade a Vikings team whose defense I don't think is as good as they've shown. But then I get dug into some of their um, play by plays in their most recent games. You know, they give up the kickoff return to the Bears. That's the only reason that game was close. They gave up two blocked punts the Vikings did against the Detroit Lions, or they would have won that game in a laugher. So because of that, I'm going to pass this game. All right. Right here
6: in our own backyard, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the Sunday night game. They will host uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in what people are calling revenge spot. The line now down to seven and a half. Obviously, some money has come in on the Raiders. They're not looking quite as dire in the COVID situation. But Faz the Chiefs, Last 25 divisional games, 22 and 3 straight up, 18, 6 and 1 against the number. The average point differential is 11. And after a bye since 2014, 5 and 1, 4 and 2 against the number. And you know Andy Reid's history against a bye since Moby Dick was a minnow.
7: Yeah, if you count all his games, 25 and 6 straight up, 21 and 10 against the spread Spread for Andy Reid. And Kansas City's basically lost one game the past what, 18 games? And it was against these Raiders, so they'll absolutely have this game circled. It's Kansas City or nothing for me.
6: All right, fair enough. All right, Miami and Denver. Miami becoming quite the story. They've got a terrific defense, and Tua Tagovailoa is everything is advertised. He has complete command of the position. He throws a beautiful ball. He makes great decisions, and obviously he's got a terrific, you know, I would consider terrific huddle presence as well. However... Are they good enough to be laying three-and-a-half on the road in the Mile High City? That, to me, looks like a dangerous spot, especially after watching how bad Denver looked the other night. And that's always, as long as I've been betting, when an NFL team is embarrassed the week before – Look out the next week.
7: Yeah, Denver 0-5 in turnover differential in their loss to the Raiders. I want to bet on Denver, but I really think Denver's pretty darn awful, and that's why I'm going to pass this game. I'll say this about Miami. They're averaging 30 points with Tua.
8: Terms and conditions apply.
7: Return touchdowns and touchdowns set up by defensive returns to the one-yard line. They're only averaging 18 points, so Tua is overrated. Tua's only getting four and a half yards per play. That's more than a yard less than the NFL average. Miami offense overrated. Denver no good. I pass. Now we haven't talked
6: about the Bucks and the Rams yet, and one of the things that jumps at me in light of the fact that, again, we know I like the Bucks, and I just talked about how good their defense is and how they're gelling, and I don't think they need, I mean, they, they need Antonio Brown like, you know, Madonna needs a new boyfriend. So I, I just don't get that whole deal, but Tampa Bay looks like a complete team. But the Rams look very good to me, but I'm taking forever to get to my point, which is this. This is their fifth coast-to-coast trip in 10 weeks in the National Football League. Unheard of. And so does that not start to factor in a little bit?
7: No, and here's why. Because it's already been factored in because they have been to the East Coast four times, and I would argue that was skewing their numbers a little bit, which are still really good, and then the Rams had a bye. And then they played... Last week, and they look completely re-energized. So the fact if they hadn't had a bye, I think this would have been. There's no way I'm possibly back in the Rams. But having that bye, I think, negates all of that bad travel. And guess what? There's only been two teams in the NFL that haven't had a bye, Carolina Panthers and these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So in terms of energy levels, I'd make the case, despite all these trips, it's the Rams that have the higher energy level.
6: All right, the last game on the slate, which happens to be, I think, both of our Best bets: the New York Jets, the winless New York Jets. Now I understand that line is up to ten. Shame on me because I already fired it nine and a half. And I'll tell you, not for nothing, but Justin Herbert actually struggled a bit last week: 187 yards, four for 13 on third down. And I would say this: I think you're still going to get an effort out of the Jets with Joe Flacco tomorrow. And we talked about, I talked about the stat, which I think you're already aware of. With Arnie and Aaron, that after week seven, if you're winless, you're 18-5 and against the number, 78%. But it goes beyond that. I actually think the Jets physically will go in there tomorrow and play them head up.
7: Yeah, don't feel so bad. While I was driving over here, I just updated my numbers in the last half hour. Those tens have disappeared, and I think with good reason. Right. This is a trend that makes sense. If you are winless, no NFL team wants to go winless, but then you're on your bye, and even if the players – take off and go to Cancun or wherever. The coaching staff is desperate to like, hey, we're going to put go all in game planning to make this our best effort of the year. The other team takes you for granted. The media absolutely blasts you for your incompetence. And here's the Jets team that finally is healthy at wide receiver. Mims, Crowder, Perryman, none of these guys have played more than half their games. So the Jets circle their wagons. This is my best bet. I'm on the Jets.
6: I'm on the Jets too, and I got them plus nine and a half. So there you have it. Fun day tomorrow as we are in the home stretch of the National Football League and we're up against it with Thanksgiving right around the corner. And so, coming up, you know them, you love them, you can't live without them. on Sports. We're going to look ahead to Thanksgiving with a and angle that you will enjoy. What does it mean when Gecko says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance? I Means you probably should have gone to Gecko.com. 15 minutes ago. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business,
1: Bernie Fratto.
5: Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me?
6: Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined.
5: You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs.
2: DMs now open.
5: We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple
2: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Before going any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That would be Chris Perfett, Eric Roberts, and Brian, the Silver tongued Devil Finley. Thanks for all you do, keeping us glued together. All right, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. It's that time of the show, the Thinking Man's Portion. Mackinac Sports with Mackenzie Rivers, who has an interesting theory about Thursday night games or Thursday games in the National Football League. And I guess it would be a playoff of the old phraseology that youth is wasted on young. And once you know it, there are three uh, Thursday games because Thanksgiving. And Mackenzie, before we dive into each game to see if your theory applies and then Fez will be the ultimate judge, give a quick synopsis of what your theory here is.
10: You're talking about Tua the young man in the last segment, and you said something that I think epitomizes my entire theory, and I didn't even know it before I stepped into the studio tonight. You said Tua has tremendous huddle, huddle presence. presence yes. Huddle presence. Yes, And I, I think you know who has the, has the best huddle presence? Probably Tom Brady. You know who has the second best huddle presence? Drew Brees. Probably third, Aaron Rodgers. What do they have in common? They've been in the NFL for about 15 years. Plus, the longer and longer you play this game, during Hard Knocks, they actually had a, a segment where Herbert was learning from Tyrod, and he's like, "When you say hike, sometimes you have to say it real calm and smooth, like you're not, like like it's like it's a fake." That kind of thing you learn year after year, get a little better, a little better. And when does it apply the most? I think when you have less prep time, and no one plays their best football on Thursday, but people that have been in the league for this long play their football better on Thursday when they when they have the Philip Rivers type intelligence, even if he can't throw the ball that far anymore.
6: All right, so I, I'm guessing the, the theory being that the longer you've been in the league, the older you are, the more experience you have, essentially. And
10: I've, and, I've, and I've gone a long way to say it, but the numbers make it impeccable where you can't really argue against it. 70% ATS the last five years. If you go back 10 years, 57%. This year when there's less prep time for everybody, 5-1 ATS margin plus 10. If you have a five-year difference and you're older, I think you play that team. It's worked the last four weeks. I think it works twice on Thanksgiving.
7: I think that's strong bet on the old guy on Thursday. All right, well, let's start. The first game will kick off
6: 9.30 Pacific, 12.30, and it's always a great time in Detroit. I covered at least 10 of these games on Thanksgiving. The Lions host the hapless Houston Texans, and, yes, Matt Stafford is older than Deshaun Watson.
10: About six years older. That means uh, about 57% ATS the last 10 years. I think Stafford's cool, calm, and collected. He gets it done on Turkey Day. What do you think, Fed? I like it. And
7: also, you've got a stat about teams that have to travel more than 850 miles. You want to fade the That's road true. team on
10: With Thursday. 39% ATS when you get a long travel day. So this is a twofer to two for two. that backs Detroit. I like it.
6: All right. One down, two to go. So the next game will be probably the most interesting game of the day. Pittsburgh will host Baltimore. And Big Ben, last I checked, is older Than Lamar Jackson.
10: And Pittsburgh uh, and Ben Bigman himself has been excellent on Thursday in general. He's one of the exemplary pieces of this case.
7: The only reason I don't want to back this is I hate taking a team that lost the stats the first time two teams met. So Baltimore won the stats. Pittsburgh won the game. And usually when that happens, the advantage goes to the team that lost outright, which would have been Balt, which is Baltimore.
6: Okay, let's talk about that quickly. I don't want to get off on a tangent too much, but statistically, I follow that over the years too, and I've only thought it to be about a 54 55% statistical advantage. So it's not enough to sway me in the sense if you juxtapose that against what Lamar Jackson's done in the last few weeks, he's regressed. So how do you factor that in? There's a bit of an algorithm to
7: this. Yeah, it's a great point because you're going to find reasons that you like each side of a game. In general, it just seems like if you beat me in my crib, I come back and take care of business in yours. So when I lose at home, I like typically backing that team when they go on the road.
10: I agree with that.
6: Well, you've just got to remember, last year at this time, uh, Lamar was running for over 80 yards a game. He's only running for about 57, 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. Last year was 36-6. and He's not quite as good, okay? Still very good. And Pittsburgh's got a phenomenal defense. All right, the third game by then, most of America will have been hooked up to a blender and be full of tryptophan. You've got Dallas and Washington. And Andy Dalton is fairly old, and right. Alex Smith is fairly old. So where do you go with this one? This
10: is uh, NA in the old spreadsheet. Two old farts get together. I don't know. Flip a coin.
6: People okay, but here comes the algorithm. What do you make the line, Fez? I got to believe Dallas would be laying at least seven. I got
7: no. I got these two teams dead equal. C- come on, dead equal. Come on. In my power rate. Have you
6: been watching what the
7: Cowboys have been doing this uh, year? Not, oh, yes,
6: <laughs> but Washington has you know been kind of a hot mess too. They just compete,
7: which is more than Dallas has done in many of their games. I got them dead even, Bernie.
6: You're not gonna make this game a pick 'em.
7: Well, the the, the the line tells us
10: that it is. Dallas is only laying one. That's the line right now. I That's think, the look ahead. I think yep. the Cowboys have been kind of misconstrued because they had some big scoring days early in the season. We were looking at EPA. We were shocked to see the Cowboys have the worst offense in a per play basis in the league. If you look at the entire season, a lot of Ben DiNucci, a lot of Gilbert Gabbard will do that to you. But I don't exactly. think Exactly I don't think they're necessarily out of the woods with, with Dalton and, you know, two days of practice. Well, I guess okay, there, you know what, that's fair,
6: and I will say this, that Washington's de- – I, I retract what I said completely. Washington's front seven is pretty good. What was that's
7: it, 25-3 20, t- when they just played a month ago? Dallas got three points, got set up on a kick return. And who
10: started for that game for Andy the Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah. That's true.
6: You know what, that was outstanding, guys. You win. You pin me. <laughs> and and I, I didn't do my research on that before I opened my uh, pie hole. Interesting stuff. So look at the elderly, more experienced quarterback. When Thursday rolls around, you have three opportunities to test McKenzie's theory. All right, guys. the been,
10: home teams. Easy.
6: That's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. Thanks to Fez coming in for the entire hour. I'm Bernie Fratto. Next up, the man from Nashville. Time for the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked.
1: Straight Out of Vegas! <laughs>
5: If you design, engineer, build or maintain buildings in California, you can get free technical training, continuing education credits and prepare for a range of certifications through PG&E's online classes. Enroll at pge.com training.
3: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest
0: Service and the Ad Council.
8: Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. Plus. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone.